Hey guys, welcome back to this fortnight's episode of the Crypto Catch-Up. I'm Pav. I'm Tommy, back on the couch. Got Tommy back, he's been on a bit of a hiatus. I have, I have met. Too um, busy maintaining your new lawn. Yes, which is the most important thing. We're coming into summer, Matt. It's got to get water. Yep, got to get lush. Got to get lush. I'm nice. very, very keen. Big fan of that. I think everyone is. Everyone loves a good lawn. Yeah, you kind of don't look the pond very fondly if you've got a shit lawn. No, you don't. No, you just you don't want to be that block in the corner. You're that guy. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, you fixed that. You won't have that problem. Um, but yeah, we've got uh, a lot happening, but not much happening. I feel like I keep saying that lately. Mm. So just to round off, I guess, a few topics we'll touch into today. Obviously, our little thoughts on what the market's doing, whatever that's worth. That's the latest on the FTX saga. Who would have thought more? And really, the only other big thing that we sort of saw come out uh, as a bit of a news piece is the next real big country to legalize the use of crypto as payments. So we'll touch on that one too. But other than that, we've got a few other things just to sort of round off. I mean, just a little bit more of the FTX contagion, um, just building upon what we'll already touch about. Just some latest stats in the States and who does and doesn't have exposure to crypto and sort of framing, I guess, a real opportunity there uh, for adoption in the market. We've seen some recent news around XRP, so I'm sure lots of people will be interested in what's happening there. And yeah, just a few other off-the-cuff remarks about Tron and SushiSwap, which we'll dive into down the track. But... Let's kick it off, Tommy. Yeah, Matt. How are you, how you feeling about the markets? Matt, I'm actually, bit, I was excited driving in the car this morning because I heard the news about Sam Bankman getting arrested, but we'll jump into that in a second. Mm-hmm. But that's really what's got me, got me excited this morning. The market's obviously not a whole lot happening. Pretty much, you know, the top assets are just kicking around in, in relatively boring ranges for quite some time. Yep. We're probably going to expect to see this something similar for a while. I, I don't really see the next catalyst to drive it up or down, to be honest. I mean, holy shit, we've we've had a, we've had all downward catalysts for the whole year, right? So yeah, I don't really personally see anything happening there. The big story, like you mentioned, I think a lot of people are looking at XRP, which is you know of those those top assets that you mentioned. Obviously, massive community, XRP army, strong, always strong and uh, and everlasting. So it's going to be interesting to see if we get a decision from the SEC on that. And I think that's really the big one. I mean we touched on before and we'll we'll cover it later on as well like you know people are are kind of it's all about trust at the moment and it's all about who who do you trade with or even if you are trading who do you trade with and then how do you get your assets into into personal personal storage or cold storage offline wallets where you hold a private key that's really the flavor of the yep. month or so which Definitely. is you know and it's only right you know so you know I mean, that's that's pretty much what i'm seeing at the moment it's in terms of market movements it's uh yeah it's not not a whole lot happening there what, what about yourself yeah it's just a lot of when we do move, it, it's like short little sprints and, and then a, a big round of consolidation after that, then a sprint down, then a sprint up. It's it's a lot of... Um, good for short traders. Like, I think it's pretty yeah. good for those, you know, 10%, like little 10% short moves. Like, yep. so I think people that are, you know, trading and trading in shorts and a lot of decentralized kind of perp contract platforms like like GMX and Mycelium and these guys, like those platforms are are probably doing okay in this type of a market where you have that yeah. short-term burst, like you said, kind of quite predictable to, uh, you know, Jesus is probably going to come back and bite me in the arse, but, <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, some of these trades can be quite predictable in their setups. Yep. And I think that's, that's all really that's just happening for me. Yeah, there's just a lot of that. And I mean, the... The big thing that's sort of weighing on everyone's mind to some degree, just looking at what I guess a lot of the analysts are calling for on Twitter is there's, I guess, a fair bit of news coming out 
this week specifically from the US. So the US Fed kind of has this reputation for being the specter of what drives the markets up or down for the next couple of weeks. So I guess the big thing to call out here, it is the last meeting for the FOMC. So we'll sort of see the outcome of that probably by the time this podcast releases, unfortunately. We won't really get to sort of speculate too much and then sort of see what plays out afterwards. But so far, a lot of the bets on and as expected, 50 or, basis points, is that 50 or yeah. 25, there's 77% sort of weighing on that end of the spectrum as opposed to 50 or 75. So what, anything, what do you, if you had to speculate, like what are you, do you think they're going to ease it up coming into nah. Christmas or just keep the foot down? If we're going to go by just the, the trend that's been, so the last notes from the meeting, uh, which is what Chris and I talked about last potty as well, was it's ridiculous, but it came down to the, the tone of voice in that speech. Yeah. Um, that could, Owls, yeah. Pretty much. And what what it kind of indicated is that they all the officials agreed that a lot of the pricing in aggressively had kind of been, a lot of it's already been done. So, yeah. you know, whether they do as expected now and pivot in the new year, like that's, you know, who knows what makes sense these days, but that's- New year, new me. New year. Yeah, exactly. Surely we can't have more, you know, surely we can't have another year like 2022 next year. Well, most likely continue to see rates to go up 100%. But what what will happen is it will be less aggressive and there'll actually probably be pauses between hikes. It won't be like back-to-back increases. And then what we've seen historically, and this is quite an interesting one as well, is like every time we've had rate hikes in the past, there's been a period of easing, like where they've actually tried to stimulate the economy before they've continued with the hikes. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see if there is sort of like a dovish sort of sentiment leading into Christmas, bit of a Santa's coming to town vibe for all the mums and dads out there. And all the shit coins just start launching. That would be nice. Oh. Um, you know, not too good for the Christmas vibe if everyone's on their phone just trading away. But, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, people joke about that, the Christmas dinner conversation <laughs> where your your uncle sits down beside you. It's like, how's that crypto thing going? Yeah, it's oh, like, man. oh, man, just, you know, I think a lot of us not doing that. Christmas dinner this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not happening. We're I'm almost, eating in my room, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> we almost just need the pump so we don't have to have that conversation. Yeah, um, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Matt, yeah. I'm going to jump into the first news item. Jump in. I am excited about this. I mentioned SBF. Listen, I, we don't like to see anyone go through misfortune in their lives. Like, we, we're not about that. But not even Hitler? Let's not go there, Matt. All right. That's not, that's not kosher. No. We're easily out of it. Anyway, SBF, Sam Bankman-Fried, FTX founder, has officially been arrested today. It's been... It's been announced. I mean, a lot of people are calling for, you know, he, this block, obviously there's a lot of charges against him now in terms of wire and securities fraud, conspiracy to commit wire and securities fraud and money laundering is kind of the, the main charges. But, you know, essentially the block's been getting around kind of seemingly, you know, playing with the community, like going to jumping on seminars and attending bloody conferences. And it's like, this guy just bloody wrecked half of the industry and this, this shit's gone on so yeah. yeah, I think a lot of people would be happy to hear the, the reports that he has been arrested. And it's very likely he will be extradited back to the US where he'll kind of face those charges. Um, yep. I think the in the Bahamas is where he was arrested and they said it's going to happen quite quickly as well. So that's really, that's probably the biggest story I think a lot of people have been following to see. Yeah, you know, the question comes across Twitter all the time. What's this block doing? Like, why hasn't yeah. he been arrested? Why is he not at least answering to the charges or are there charges i suppose so yeah, yeah i mean at least that that is a bit of light and you know people want a lot of people want justice a lot of people want you know i guess some some um 
justice to be served on this whole case and, and get some answers. And, you know, there's no clear path forward for, for anyone. And a lot of people still have funds locked up in FTX. There's yeah, you know, crazy. a lot of it is gone, but you know, it's been a, it's been a shit storm of story that, you know, obviously we've been dealing with, you know, the fallout of it in terms of market sentiment at SwiftX as well. Like it's just, it just touches absolutely every business in the whole industry, regardless of, of how you're, how it happens. So Shitstorm's shit a good way to put it, really. It is a shitstorm. Literally what it's been. Yeah. And I mean, just, you know, I guess, continuing on the, the FTX and, and Sam story, there was another one that broke during the week that he had, he'd made loans to a news publication called The Block. Oh yeah, how old was this? Directly to the CEO of, of The Block. People would have heard of Coindesk, so they're kind of a main competitor of Coindesk in terms of that crypto news, digital asset news space. Mm. And... Yeah, the news broke obviously that he had, you know, he had taken forty three million to uh, I think Mike McCaffrey's the guy's name, the CEO of the block. And I guess he stepped down after it kind of came public. So he stepped down and said, you know, cited you know, just I guess he couldn't be the man in charge anymore, you know, following these these allegations at the time. But um I guess the question really is why would he make loans to a news publication? And I guess our best guess or theory is, you know, favorable news stories been written about FTX when when things potentially weren't as as good as they seemed which we you know we've all seen that unravel and then another point of speculation was that he actually wanted to buy the block news company later on and and kind of own a piece of the digital asset media so yeah there are the two kind of big use cases and just you know rounding out some of what we've seen with SBF and, and FTX real question is did he get it out of his account before it got locked up and the withdrawals went down you're are you talking about wonder boy wonder man Wonder, Wonder Boy. One. Oh, that's Kevin, uh, Kevin O'Leary. Yeah, Kevin O'Leary. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even I didn't even mention Kevin O'Leary. No, no, no. But I wonder if he's in the same boat. Like, if you're getting paid by out by SBF, is he just crediting yeah. your FTX account? And- yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, Kevin O'Leary was is one of the American Shark Tank guys, and yeah, he reportedly actually this week got paid 15 mil to essentially represent FTX and and crypto and push the industry forward. And yeah, the report path was what did he? He basically left all the funds in his account and they got locked up the same as everyone else. Yeah. So. Don't know if that was just said in jest or not, but Unlucky. yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sure he's be all right. I think he's worth about 400 mil. Yeah, I, I think, think, we'll think the dude's going to be fine. But um, be fine. yeah. So if everyone's uh, sick of hearing more about FTX, we can uh, wrap it up there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, still, still be, I guess we'll wait and see if this actually is officially the end of it. Um, it won't absolutely not I'm sure there'll be a nice little breakout from jail or something I mean the, the story's only gonna the story get keeps going there was a yeah. porno involved I mean there was there was just heaps of shit this thing just didn't just kept growing more legs didn't it it um, did oh and, and there was speculation that yeah. Sam and FTX so had something to do with the Terra Luna yeah that's been well, the latest which, that's been the latest thing right so, so it's an accusation at this stage an accusation yeah I'm not making yeah. accusations I'm just you know reading speculation off. I should say sorry that's right. We're making speculation. That's right. But it would make sense. I mean, they've got the liquidity engine powerhouse. I was Alameda to 100%. move the liquidity to yeah. cause an event like that and the know-how and the yeah. tools. So Tell us about our friends in Brazil, Pat, because this is a- this They love one, crypto. This was one that they do. They do love crypto. Yeah. More than us? More. Everyone loves it equally. Okay, Let's, fair enough. Um, just Very that middle line. Answer there, but you know, yeah. right. you're getting better. Um, Yeah, so they basically proposed a new bill currently sitting in front of the Brazilian president for approval, but basically just to go down the route of legalizing the use of crypto as payment methods. So we saw this as a pretty concurrent theme in 2020, 2019, with uh, I think the most notable one, El Salvador. It's not a overly novel thing right now. I guess a lot of the infrastructure is now being trialed and tested and 
Obviously, it's been somewhat of a success as much as you even look at the price of Bitcoin and what it's done. The actual use case and application must be obviously beneficial to a lot of these countries for them to go down this route. But at this stage, no real details on when it will be implemented or if there's any trial periods coming online. But pretty safe to say that um, Brazil already a very high percentage uptake into their population of using crypto as it stands already. So, you know, you'd almost wager that the government's just at the point now where they can't do anything more than regulate, otherwise they lose out on all those potential taxes and things like that. Just looking at the population here, 214 million people in Brazil. Yeah. So it's not, it's not a, it's not an El Salvador, like you mentioned, it's the same, same approach, potentially the same approach, but I mean, we're talking about 200 plus million people here. This is, um, yeah, it's a much, much bigger deal and it's, you know, I don't think it's a, it's a white knight of a, of a story for us right now, but it's definitely, definitely something to watch as we continue to build and hopefully recover in next year, right? Well, that's all we can sort of, I guess, look to. And I know regulation is a big part of it. So, you know, as these sort of guys come online one by one, you know, you've only got to assume that eventually the, the chips will all fall into place. So, Another piece we've touched on was rumors and speculation about the uh, gridlock between the SEC and uh, XRP coming to an end. So take of this what you will, but basically a piece put out by Charles Hoskin, founder of Cardano, that they may be reaching a critical point within the next couple of days, as soon as the 15th of December, in terms of a final judgment call. So, I mean, to me, I was just sort of joking earlier about how crazy all these dates are sort of marrying one into the other. Uh, You know, we've got some massive Fed news coming out, and you've got someone of high profile as Charles Hoskin calling for the same date, and that there's a you know, unknown judgment date for XRP, like what's going on? Like I'm very much confused and miffed by all of this at the best of times. But I mean, if I had to take anything away from this, it's probably pay attention at the middle of this month. There could be a lot happening, a bit of fireworks, but it could go either way, right? Like you don't yeah. know. So yeah, I mean, there's been, there's been speculation around in dates for this case throughout the whole year probably have on there realistically so, yeah i think i think if we digged out far enough we yeah. would have seen oh it's this week no it's this, this week. week yeah exactly but but i mean it definitely seems like it is coming coming to a head i guess you know again all eyes on xrp if they win the case is it a catalyst for a bit of a change in sentiment around xrp or even the market if they lose the case i think you know listen to hoskins interview it's it's like who do they go after next Oh, yeah, you know, this is what we're talking about. It's kind of like that Grim yeah. Reaper meme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like the... Um, knock, knock. Yeah, it's yeah, Terra, Celsius, Three Arrows and all those kind of things. Yeah. So FTX. And yeah, it's like, who do they do they go after next if if they do take down yeah. XRP? or And what does that actually mean for XRP if it does get essentially deemed as a as a security right yeah i think that's a precedent right and that's that's the that's great, right that's exactly. that's the piece that everyone's kind of waiting to see do they or don't they but yeah Tommy, i know like we were talking about this beforehand and one of the key things to probably keep an eye on also is um ethereum so a lot of people may have got sick of us talking about the move from proof of work to proof of stake but yeah. the big change there is proof of work required physical machines you know you had to have it on site powered running a GPU, usually mining away at and solving these complex transactions, similar to what Bitcoin does right now. But the move to proof of stake doesn't really require any of that. It just requires you to lock up your ETH, which then participates in a network. But a lot of these networks are being run on AWS servers, which are all usually based in the US. So there's kind of creating that sort of narrative that you know, when more than 50% of the computing power and transactions being verified are happening on US yeah, soil, so, yeah. does that kind of open up that to be the next next one to get targeted um who knows but i think it's a good shout out that 
Could damned be if you one. do, you're damned if you don't. It's like Could be. they move away from proof of work because of the environmental issues, but then they move to proof of stake, gets you in hot water with government regulations yep. potentially. So Could do. Yeah, that's definitely one to watch as well, mate. And I think it's something that we call out when we were even covering the merge, like the whole yeah, we centralization, risk of centralization and really that concentration in, in the, the big staking pools even, right? Mm. The likes of Lido and these guys that, that have... You know, you know what else has even changed? Even like the, the tooling, like MetaMask, they now track your IP. Yeah, that was a strange one. It only came out a couple of weeks ago, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it kind of all seems like it's another piece of the puzzle. I don't know what it all means, but, you yeah. know, it's bit more, less less obscurity from everything. It's almost like it's yeah, a bit more tracking what you're doing. Speaking of wallets, did you see Ledger Ledger launched their new Stacks wallet during That's the week? Ridiculous. It's pretty cool. So apparently the I'd guy I'd probably break that. Yeah. One of the guys or the guy apparently that was the original designer of the iPhone. Right. The original design of the iPhone. Serious. Was is the designer on it. Yeah. I don't know yeah. the guy's name, but yeah, I mean the ledger wallets are cool, but you know, four hundred and four hundred and thirty bucks <laughs> for uh, for another wallet is yeah, pretty pretty expensive. So hopefully the price comes down. I, I love trying out this this new tech when it comes to wallets and everything else. So the ledger, it. if you're listening, you know, we could try it for you. Ledger, yeah, ledger, yeah. please send us a wallet for <laughs> free. We'll pay the postage, obviously. And we'll absolutely sell myself out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For a new wallet. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it's cool to see them, you know, continuing to bring out. They're really, like Ledger really are the top of the pile when it comes to offline wallets and, you know, that personal ownership, right? Like yeah, even storing NFTs and stuff like yeah, that. Like they kind of do it all. Everything now. They've facelifted everything. So, you know, it's pretty, pretty cool. What else have we got here in the off the covers, mate? I was looking at you mentioned something about Tron's stable. Yeah, so it was like deja vu to see Tron in the news again, but specifically USDD. So their algorithmic stablecoin. Does that give you shivers uh, when I say that? Don't. Yep. So it's depegged. Depegged in November, which I didn't realize, but it's depegging right now at the recording of this podcast. It's sitting at about 97 to 96 US dollars per USDD. So, yeah, they're basically commenting most recently that they're deploying funds to Not try good and. Enough, Justin. Yeah, well. Needs to be a dollar. It's got a lot on his plate, you know? Just let him know. It needs to be a dollar. Not needs to be a cents. <laughs> No discounts on stable coins, please. No, please. We we're just, no. everyone's sick of seeing it. I've already been through that. But yeah, so that's been a big piece. Some other news to call out that's been a bit interesting lately, Sushi Swap. So any sushi holders, there's been a proposal currently put in place almost as like a bit of a bear market measure. So they're currently voting for users. So basically, if you stake your sushi on the Sushi Swap decks, you would get a portion of the trading fee. So they charge 0.3% per yeah. fee, plus whatever the spread is, is different. Every user we get 0.05% of those trading fees back as like a reward for basically staking and providing governance to the system. Uh, they're looking to reroute that amount into a project treasury for the next 12 months just to help them sort of get out of the, I guess. Basically the, just the, a fund to get them through if they need it or whatever a, else. Bit of a safety fund. Load uh, fund. So there's been overall a majority in agreement that that's the way to go from the yeah. community, but there's also been a lot of loud people vocalizing that it's ridiculous and a lot of people are going to get taking it. Yeah. So rather the, the business continue or like, yeah. you know, every business in the whole industry is tech been trying to, yep. you know, make cuts here and there. Like we we're no different as yeah. Swiftex as well. And, you know, we've had to make kind of proactive steps to keep, keep everything keep everything good i suppose well, so, well, you know this is just another yeah. story of yeah because I, I believe the sushi swap ceos in he's in australia i don't know if he's an australian guy i think he's in australia but i don't know if he is australian right but yeah. we might have to 
Involved. I remember Trav mentioned that before he that he's he knows he knows I think he's he's friends with him. Yeah, Trader Trav. So yep. yeah, it'd be good to be good to get a hook up there and see what he's like, see what he's like as well. Yeah, I mean, just I mean, we're all sort of feeling pain at the moment, just yep. with things being so quiet. So no, it's a good shout. But yep. um, yeah, like you said, you know, Bybit let off I think thirty percent of their staff a week or two ago. Yep. Um, same with Kraken. So it's all it's all seems to be the theme at the moment. Off conditions this year, mate. That's how it is. Which brings us on to market movers. <laughs> Beautiful. Let's go. Uh, not much happening. No, I'm kidding. There's um, a couple of that have been moving a lot in the last 30 days. So Lever Finance, again, just playing on that DeFi theme that we mentioned a couple of weeks ago that there was, I guess, a bit of value being seen there by the market. GMX continues to perform quite strongly. So providing that sort of perpetual trading now that places like FTX and the like currently just quite frowned upon. So it just allows people to, in a decentralized manner, leverage trades their funds. I'm so happy I uncovered that one. Yes, you did well, mate. <laughs> I still didn't get on it. It's ridiculous. I know. Um, Great platform to use. Another theme that's sort of potentially playing out right now, this is very speculation, but it's just me thinking right now. Having looked at some of the other top movers in, in the last, I guess, for the month of December, uh, we're seeing things like Fetch AI and Singularity Net. So a lot of AI-based assets. I don't know if you come across it, that new open AI website oh, that everyone's going ballistic on. Yeah. Yeah. It shits me a little bit because I don't know if the tweet if a tweet or if a message is from somebody you know or if they just said send <laughs> Pav a nice message to brighten up his day on yep. AI and it's like you know just, you know if it's coming from me and it's too fluffy, it's definitely not from me anyway, Pav. So. Well, but, but, <laughs> that's well, all right. And that's where people may be thinking like it can't be that good. Like it's actually ridiculous. It's pretty good. Yeah. Soft, people are writing piece. books. People are writing like Writing books, what? true. Yeah, really. I've seen one of, one of the guys on Twitter on the on the Oz Web um, Web three space. He he said that he'd he'd written a book in like eight hours. He'd written a, a book. That's crazy. Which is not so like yeah, it's it's crazy what they're doing with it. So, but it's mental. I, I do have to, I do want to jump on this weekend and and have, have a, a play. play around and see what you, what you can do. It was funny on the weekend, like it was loading super slow because I think there was just so many people just smashing oh, right. the endpoints on it. But is it um, a subscription or what? How does it? That's free. So it's like really? a well, I don't know the exact details, but my understanding it's kind of like a the work of many put it together for free, right, to be accessed and oh. utilized, and I don't know, create potentially some. Uh, you know, a great way for a lot of people to waste a lot of time. Uh, yeah, well, you can, you'll be writing code with that, won't you? I'll give it a crack. Yeah. Like, I literally, you can type in, like, write me code for how to do this in JavaScript and it'll do it. I don't know how good it is, but it's doing it. Write me code um, to win every trade that I yeah. make for the next 12 months. Can you do that one? We well, can ask them. I was going to ask, what, ask the question. how do the Lions win the, the premiership next year? I was going to oh, feed that back. That'd be good. Yeah. Feed that back into, yeah. the, into the lads yep. of the Gabba. Yep. Yeah, that's a good idea, man. I like that. It's good. I don't think they'll need the help, but, you know. Hopefully they recruited well this year. Nothing, nothing. Really, really well. Can't hurt. The only one I was looking at, man, on the top movers was uh, Trust Wallet Token. Yeah. I noticed that that was, that was kind of the spin-off Binance Wallet. I think they, they own most of it now at this stage. But, um, they do. Yeah, just just playing into the, what I mentioned at the start, the whole... Self-custody. Self-custody, yeah. people owning their own private keys. You know, yeah. we're we're all on board with that. We support that. You know, we've, you yeah. know, we've put together a fair bit of work ourselves with SwiftX to try and get people more comfortable with that and teach them how, how it works and, and what they should be doing and looking at. And it's not for everybody. The user experience is still not, you know, with these offline devices and like we mentioned Ledger and Trezor and these things, yeah. still quite clunky. So yeah. like there's still a bit of work to do and we're getting, we're getting closer and I think it's, you know, it's really our responsibility to help people learn the differences and, and understand the flaws between like an exchange and a, and a personal device. So, yeah. you know, I'm, 
all about that mess, as you know. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And I think another one's like SafePal's also been performing quite well too. Just looking at that as well. But yeah. um, cool. No, that's awesome, man. Well, man, it's been good as always to catch up. It's good and, to have you back. And yeah, no, thank you very much. Can't stop working on that house and spend more time on the pod. I will. I'll come back on again. Don't worry. Well, oh, we're going to be close to Christmas for the next one, aren't we? Yeah, I wonder if this is one of the last ones. Probably mm-hmm. should sort that out, shouldn't we'll we? Do, we'll we'll jump on and get one before Christmas. I'll probably jump one anyway. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks again for tuning in. We will catch you on the next episode. You want to follow us at Tapping Into Crypto on Instagram and I believe on Twitter. We're on there now, so always jumping in with some of the some of the hot news. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Catch ya. Thank you so much for joining us for today's show. If you liked it, don't forget to head over to the gram and join us at Tapping Into Crypto. And before we finish up, just a general disclaimer that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. And the opinions on this podcast belong to individuals and are not affiliated with any companies mentioned. Any advice is general in nature and does not take into account your own personal situation. If you're looking to get advice, please seek out the help of a licensed financial advisor. We'll talk to you soon.